0: right. So, hi, I'm Alex, and this is Six Seasons and a Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to having conversations with the writers and uh, actors of the hit comedy community. And today it's my pleasure to talk with Jordan Black, who came up from the ground lane. Hey, <laughs> there he is. He wrote, <laughs> he wrote for SNL, starred in Comedy Central shows. Wrote, now he writes for TV and acts and um, community fans. You'll know him as Dean Stevens Brex, uh, Jordan Black. Welcome to Six Seasons and a Podcast.
1: Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. You know, before we get into the character, uh, I like learning about your influences that go into your writing and your performance. So tell me a little bit about the shows that you grew up on.
1: Oh God! I mean, like I—I I, I was born in 1970, so I started with all the '70s, '60s, and '70s because '60s shows were being uh, rerun. Um, but uh, like off the top, well, I, I guess I would start with Happy Days. That was uh, my favorite show when I was a really little kid because mm. of Fonzie. It's really what got me into acting was I loved that show so much and I loved Fonzie so much <laughs> that I wanted to um, do whatever Fonzie did and since Fonzie was on TV I wanted to be on TV cool luckily I always tell people luckily I didn't realize Fonzie's character was a mechanic because <laughs> otherwise I'd probably be a mechanic
0: but do you have any other uh, favorite um, actors uh, than as I mean I mean, it was
1: the gamut I have a ton I mean yeah. like the shows I grew up watching just at home were like that show Laverne and Shirley which mm-hmm. came on right after it yeah. um, the Brady Bunch which was in syndication at that time I loved and still love and um, and I mean I watched everything I was a TV baby so I grew up in front of the TV just watching everything that came on TV um, all the shows Love Boat Fantasy Island all the 80s shows um, Different Strokes uh,
0: um,
1: um, yeah yeah, all those shows sure. I, mean, I mean everything I watched everything <laughs> there's not a show yeah. from the 70s and 80s that I'm not very familiar with
0: yeah yeah cool did you always want to be a performer?
1: Yeah, I always wanted to act since I was a little kid. Hmm. Ever since I was a little kid I knew I wanted to act. Like I said from watching Happy Days, that made me want to be an actor. Hmm. And um and I never um I never wanted to be anything else from that time forward hmm. to the time I was about um seven or eight. Yeah. until now.
0: Yeah. How about writing? When when did that kind of hit you?
1: Writing really came just completely out of the blue kinda of for me. I was never I always wrote when I was a kid. I used to write short stories and I did creative writing in, in uh junior high or high school, I can't remember which and and so I was and I always like my favorite class it was always English, which was reading and writing. Mm. But I just had my, my um heart was just set on acting, so I never considered writing as a as a uh, calling for me. Mm. And And then when I was at Groundlings and I was, uh, you know, at Groundlings, you have to write. I was a student at the Groundlings and I got into the main company eventually um, after a, a few years of taking classes and I auditioned for this show, which I know you spoke to Andy about called Hype. Yeah. And I auditioned to be in the cast and I didn't get the job, but they came back and asked me if I'd be willing to write. And I said, yes, I was flattered. I was surprised. Cause I'd never thought about writing before. And, um, and they offered me a writing job to write. It was a sketch comedy show on the WB. And I took that job and, and that really sort of got me started where I was able to start getting writing jobs. so I never even thought about it
0: before that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that The hype TV is, is kind of the, uh, origin story for you and Andy. Um, as far as getting into TV, that's really interesting. Um, Cool. Well, let's talk about Groundlings some uh, because I, you know, I think fans here, well, he came up in the Groundlings and I think contextually we, we kind of can know that that's a really prestigious thing and it's really well respected. But, you know, let's talk about your time there. You know, what is the Groundlings? Let's first start with that.
1: The Groundlings is a theater company here in Los Angeles that does sketch and improv comedy. He've been around since 1974, I believe. 74 or 75, but I think it's 74. And they do, you know, we do shows every Friday, Saturday night. The main company does. I'm an alum, so I'm no longer in the main company. Yep. Um, they do shows every Friday, and Saturday night, sketching improv shows and then throughout the week we have different types of shows, improv shows. So I do a couple of improv shows there, uh, from time to time. One that I do every week and one that I do once a month. And and that gave me an opportunity to perform every week and be seen by people in the industry, by casting people, writers, directors, those types of people. And it really opened up the door for me in the industry to be able to start getting work. And for those who are completely unfamiliar with it, like we have a very illustrious alum, uh, a history of a famous alum, people like, you know, Pee Wee Herman came out of there, uh, Lorraine Newman. Uh, they were like, Some of the earlier years, like Lorraine was an original member. If you, those who know Lorraine from the original cast, she was an original groundling. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Paul Rubens was in the group in the eighties. More recent, like Will Ferrell came out of there. um, uh, Kristen Wiig came out of there. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, And just, and Will Forte. Uh, and then tons of, oh, Maya Rudolph, tons of uh, uh, writers and writer-producers and uh, and actors. Like, I'll tell you, like, when I joined the Sunday Company, which is the last level of the school where you perform every Sunday, when I first joined in that cast in the Sunday Company was Will Forte, Maya Rudolph, um, Cheryl Hines, Andy Bobrow. Hmm. Um, Emily Spivey who's a big writer producer now wrote on SNL forever and and, is a, and act sometimes too she uh, started acting um, who else uh, oh Rachel Harris in that cast uh, Jim Rash Matt Baxson uh, Melissa McCarthy Ben Falcone uh, they were all in Sunday Company with me amongst I'm sure other people I'm forgetting so
0: oh that's wonderful
1: so yeah so and then like Kristen Wiig and I we did we were in an improv group together in the nineties and then we uh, both ended up in the groundlings together at a different time. She came a little after me in the Groundlings.
0: Do you remember your audition? Do you, do you remember much about uh, joining the group?
1: Yes. I remember everything. Um, I remember um, initially when I first started doing improv here in LA, I was just in a lot of random improv and sketch comedy groups Mm -hmm. like the one I was in with Kristen. Um, that was called Sane Asylum. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we were put on these shows and we never could get audiences. We never could get industry to come out and see us. And we felt like we were doing good work. You know, me and the other people in these groups and nobody was coming. And I'd heard about the Groundlings, but I'd heard like, you know, they had to take classes. They had to pay for these classes. And my attitude was like, well, I don't want to pay for classes just to do what I'm already doing, which is doing sketch and improv. Hmm. So I was just like, no, I'm just going to, keep doing shows like this and, you know, and somebody will eventually discover my talent. And then that never happened. <laughs> and I realized that I needed to go where people went to find talent, which was the ground Yeah. So I bit the bullet re- reluctantly initially and started taking classes. But as soon as I started taking classes, I realized I'd made the right move because everybody in the classes was just so talented and so good. And I realized that this was where the best people doing this work hmm. um, and uh, and so yeah so the rest after that is history.
0: What kind of uh, things did you perform um, and uh, yeah while you're on the the show or the group?
1: Well at the Groundlings um, we did a lot of shows it's all mostly sketch writing mm-hmm. and so it's mostly sketches and then some improv when you're doing um, like the Sunday show or when you're the main company the main show so I mean, I did every kind of sketch you could imagine, every kind of improv you could imagine. I mean, it ran the gamut. And the great thing about the Groundlings is before the Groundlings, I never really honed my writing skills. But because the Groundlings, writing is such a big part of what they teach. You have to write so much, like, you know, in any given show, if you have two or three writing credits in the show, you probably wrote nine or ten sketches to get those two or three writing uh, uh, credits, sometimes more hmm. than that. So it just gets you in the habit of constantly writing, 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 taking notes, throwing stuff away that doesn't work. And, um, and it helps you to grow a thick skin because um, when you're going through the program, you have a director or a teacher who's saying to you, nope, 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 hmm. throw it out. And so by the time you start writing in a writer's room, taking notes from studios and networks, your feelings just don't get hurt because you're <laughs> so used to someone saying, that's not funny. Matt, <laughs> what do you have? Matt? Yeah. So it really builds up. A, most um the groundlings that I work with tend to have thick skins and don't take it Two person can move on mm-hmm. pretty quickly from an idea if it's not working.
0: Yeah, that's really fascinating. Thanks for sharing that. Um, do you remember uh, what um, you had given Hype TV for um, uh, as your writing piece? I think Andy mentions. Um, do you
1: remember? I'm um, trying to, I'm sure I gave him some sketches from Groundlings. Kn- yeah, I know I gave him sketches. One of the sketches ended up we ended up doing on the show. Two of the sketches we ended up doing on the show. So I can tell you about those. Sure. Yeah. And actually, I tell you about this one first because. Andy and I had written this sketch and we ended up doing it at um at Height and it was um called Kid Rook. Yeah. <laughs> and it was basically I gave the, the the um inspiration behind it was um was uh, oh my god, what's the tennis player's name from the nineties? Um who was married to Brooke Shields.
0: Uh, Andre Agassi.
1: Um Andre Agassi yep. was the bad boy of tennis, and that used to annoy me, because i go, there's no such thing, you can't play tennis and be a bad boy, they, they cancel each other out, yeah. you're not the bad boy of tennis, so stop. <laughs> so then I pitched this idea to Andy to do the bad boy of chess, that yeah. we write a sketch about the bad boy of chess, so I played the bad boy of chess, and Andy played like my hype man slash manager in this sketch. Where just like, you know, it's like ESPN was showing like this huge chess match and my character comes out and he's got dancing girls and he's rapping and they're singing (laughs) and he's talking a lot of trash. (laughs) Then he sits down to play and it's two moves and he loses and he's out. (laughs) Uh And it's like, it was all hype. It didn't matter. He's a bad boy of chess. So that's all he needed. You yeah. know, the rest, it didn't matter if he could play or not. <laughs> and um, so that one is one that I know uh, I pitched to them that was in my packet. And then another one was this one I wrote with a, another Groundling alum, uh, Danielle Japer, and I. We wrote a sketch called Down. Don't ask me why it's called that. But mm-hmm. it was about these two black people who work in an office together. One of them is their first day. I think it was my character's first day in this office. And we're the only two black people working in this office. So. They bring me in and introduce me to all the co- all my coworkers. workers They're going, hey, welcome, welcome. If you need anything, all right. Then everybody leaves, and then just the black coworker Danielle, is left, and she turns to me and she goes, hey, brother. <laughs> 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 it's like, this whole thing about how when there's no white people around, the black people just talk like, you know, stereotypical black people. What's up, girls? How are these white folks treating you? Then somebody will walk in, like, so anyway, if you need to know how to work the cotton <laughs> machine...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's funny. Uh,
1: Yeah. So that, and both of those sketches ended up on Hype because Danielle was in the cast of Hype and then Andy and I were in the writer's room.
0: Nice. Oh, that's really great. Well, how do you think then that prepared you for being on community, the acting, the, um, just the experience you're, you, you know, you knew Jim, um, did you know that you'd Mm -hmm. be with him in that scene?
1: Yeah, once I got once I booked it and knew what the scene was, I mm-hmm. knew what my scene was with Jim. Yeah. So how did um so I mean I was prepared in this sense. By the time I did community I'd done a lot of television right. acting at that point. So I was used to yeah. doing sitcoms. I mean community was a was a different beast because it was an opportunity to be on a show that I knew people loved, the show. Yeah. And I knew it had a lot of good um press and great reviews and all of that. So it was exciting. Um, and I had, you know, I'd auditioned for the show at least a couple of times before that Hmm. and didn't get the part. And then they just offered me, um, you know, the part of the evil Dean. Um, and, uh, so what prepared me was, I'll tell you a couple of things. One, I had worked with the Russo brothers previous to this and they liked me, which is how I ended up coming in and auditioning for a community. Is they um they were producing the show and directing, and so they would bring me into stuff that they were uh, that they were working on all the time, and cool. um, to audition. And when I got on set, I did it and I did the part the way I sort of envisioned it. And then um, I think I want to say it was Anthony Russo who came up to me and said, um, "You know, it kind of do it how Jim does it on the show, right? How Jim plays his character, sort of like mimic Jim's character's personality." Hmm. But the problem was I had never watched the show. Yeah, so I okay. had no clue. Yeah, how Jim played his character. But because I had been in grounds with Jim for years at this point mm-hmm. and done tons of shows with Jim, I could kind of figure an <laughs> an attitude Jim might have, how he played something. Yeah. So I just tried what I thought Jim probably was probably in the ballpark, and I guess they liked it. It was close enough, I guess. And so um, and so that helped a lot, you know, just the fact that I knew Jim well enough mm-hmm. to kind of give a swing at what I thought he might be doing with the character.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think over the course of six seasons, there's a lot of great characters, but Dean Spreck stands yeah. out as like, you know, like one of the best villains that the show has. And um, People, you know, man, you know,
1: I mean, i tell you, Alex, people, A, love that show so much. And I was always surprised at how much they loved the evil Dean. Like yeah. it always, I mean, I appreciate it, but it always surprised me. You're like the evil Dean. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> great. I mean, cause I only did, I only did like five episodes of sure. the show. Yeah. And they were always great and always fun, but people really do remember that character, which is, you know, very flattering. It's a testament to the writing on the show. I, I think more than anything that they were able to create such a memorable character and, such
0: a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just watched uh, some of the episodes that you're in, and and I think just from the from the out an out, like the just from the first scene that you're in, and you you, you kind of introduced to this character, you you get. Um, mm-hmm. You, I think you nail like this antithesis to Jim's character. I think you're, it's yeah. definitely a yin and yang, um, situation. Yeah. And, um, I think, yeah. So, I mean, you're just like, wait a second, there's an evil Dean. Like there's your, your the, yeah. the, the, the whole idea that, that you can have, wait, we've grew up with this Dean in season one, but now there's an evil Dean and, um, yeah. So I think fans just yeah. really, really appreciate that. And, um,
1: yeah. And it was a lot of fun because, like, working with Jim is always fun because I'm such a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. I just he is one of the absolute funniest people, and I love being on stage with him at Groundlings and doing improv with him. I mean, he cracks me up nonstop, and, and I and we have such great chemistry together. Which truth is, Jim just has great chemistry with everybody because he really is yeah. that good. Um, so it's always fun to be on scene with him. Always fun because you know he's gonna like wherever you take it, wherever you go, he's going to be right there with you and he's going to up the ante and just, you know, and, and just make it so incredibly fun. So it's, it's always so much fun uh, working with him. Yeah.
0: I think there's, there's a lot of uh, like mystery around your character because there's so many, I think, left unsaid uh, backstory and future stories. And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. did, did they give you much of a, like, this is the history between Dean Pelton and Dean Spreck. Did they give you that much of that?
1: They did. And what they told me once was that they were thinking about doing this. And I, and well, they told me that, and I think this might be in the show. Yeah. That we went to, um, we knew each other's kids and we went to Dean camp together. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think that's in the first episode okay. that I did. Yeah. And then I remember at one point they were saying, they never did this. But I remember at one point on was and somebody was saying to me, they were thinking like, Maybe we'll do a, a, either a flashback to something or maybe just a scene at some point where you see the two of them in bed together. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: so, but, um, but we never did that. Yeah. Um, so I know that they were thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, what's the story here? Between these, so what's really going on? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, there's this is no, there's nothing in canon, uh, so to speak. But uh, yeah, there's there's clearly. I mean, your lean into his ear is so good. Like you just yes. like you can feel the tension. You can feel like, wait a second. Uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. That's a great great. Song. Yeah,
1: something. There's something a little. <laughs> they, they hate each other, but there's mm-hmm. a little something to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this goes beyond school yeah. and school, you know, rivalry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And one thing I'll say, um, like one thing that my first, when I first, my first time on set, I was talking to Andy because Andy wrote that episode, mm-hmm. my first episode yeah. on the show, and. And he was talking about how I got the role, and he was saying something to the effect of when they were trying to cast the role or talking about it in the writers' room, and they were bringing up all like these names, these celebrity names, you know, that could play the part. And he said, then he said, then uh, Dan Harmon was like, "Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's great. We could get a name, you know, blah blah blah." I said, "Let's just get somebody funny. Like, why can't we just get somebody funny to play this part? You know, like Jordan Black." And I remember him telling me that, and I was so flattered because, a, I was surprised Dan Harmon knew my name, and two. It was just a nice thing to hear, yeah. you know, and um, that Dan thought I was funny, you know, like that he thought I was funny. And yeah.
2: that,
1: he, that he had me on his radar as someone who was just funny for the sake of being funny. And I remember always loving hearing that. It just So whenever people ask me, what was Dan like? What was Dan like? I'm like, well, I love him because he liked <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I've, I haven't yet to hear uh, many. I mean, there's there are things he's you know he would admit them, but you know, but uh, glowing reviews about about Dan and you know, obviously it took a yeah. lot to make the show. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Uh, yeah. it was a slog, but uh, yeah. you know, um, that's that's a great story.
1: I mean, well, he's he's undeniably talented. Yeah, so you, you know, he's just you know, just like can you handle how the sausage is made?
0: that's that's a great way to put it yep um so in season two finale you revealed as um pistol patty were you in that costume the whole time i mean or did they yeah yeah Uh
1: Yeah, i did not have a double
0: (laughs) oh man what what was that like what was the you you got two really epic um uh, episodes that you got to be a part of i know
1: those are my favorites because those are like really big uh, Storylines for my character, so of course I yep. um, loved doing that. It was so much fun. Um, I mean, if, if memory serves, I don't remember the suit being that big of a um, inconvenience for me. Like, I wasn't like hating it. It wasn't like super hot, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and I think we probably got my scenes fairly quickly when I was in the suit, because I would think mm-hmm. it would have ended up being But there. you end up taking but off your
0: ha- hat there. anyway. You take off the, the... Yeah, exactly. At, so, at, at the end point. of
1: the first so, episode, yeah. yeah, I think I took off my head. Yeah. but um, Or at the end of the second one. I can't remember, but But yeah, it was fun. I mean, all I remember about it is that it was so much fun uh, doing those episodes you know you know cuz you know when you have good writing and a great cast i mean like there's nothing to complain about mm. like i'm not the type to complain about being on set all day cuz i love being on set i'll stay mm. on set forever i always hate when they say rap. i'm i'm never mm. like oh no, i'm ready to go home i'm all i always want to stay on set mm. i love it so,
0: yeah yeah there's so many great actors you get to be with um and yeah, yeah so i mean that's just you know just, and
1: everybody was so nice to me on that set yeah you know. But so including Chevy. Chevy was very nice
0: to me. Yeah, again, I, I hear some, some nice stories about him, but but he you know, everyone has their baggage. Everyone, you know. Um
1: Right. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, she sure.
0: soon. Yeah. Um yeah, it's funny, I was another thing I, I was uh in the original hairspray, believe it or not. Um Oh get
1: out of here. Yeah, back What do I you mean? You mean the movie or Broadway?
0: The 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 movie. The original movie. Oh, okay. The John Waters movie. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, w- yes. Way back in the 80, uh Yeah, in the 80s. Um, my mom took us out of school for a week to shoot as extras. Um, coolest mom ever because uh, they were filming. Did
1: they shoot it in Baltimore?
0: No, this was up in, in uh, the Lehigh Valley, in north of Philly. Um, they filmed it at this oh, amusement wow, okay. park. So there's like that amusement park scene oh. where there's like the riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. They filmed that up at the the movie uh, amusement park <laughs> n- near me. And, um, so yeah, I, I remember like best week ever being on, on set. Um, I got to meet Ricky Lake, Divine, you know, wow. all sorts of, uh, yeah, amazing people. Um, as like an eight year old, I was like, I think I was eight. Um, but I, yeah, I that's
1: great. That is a cool mom.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> very, very cool mom. Um, Good. But but I just remember, like, you know, so g- give us a little bit more about, you know, what it's like being on set, um, you know, being in between takes, um, you know, what, what's that like? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, in general, I love being on set. I yeah. love everything about being on set. I don't even like being in my trailer. I like being on set, watching the other actors work. I love all of it. I love mm-hmm. watching the crew work. Because, um, I mean, it's for me, because this is my dream, there's something magical yeah. about it. Sure. I always pinch myself when I'm on set. Mm-hmm um uh and on community was great because i knew the Russos, so i got to you know chat with them catch up with them mm. i knew andy so i got to you know ca- chat with him and jim rash and you know talk to those guys and hang out with those guys so it was a lot of fun um to be on set and uh and just hanging out with everybody uh that's the most fun for me is in between takes when i can just Hang out with the cast or or the crew, people I know. I particularly love working with friends when I get to work on things with friends. Which definitely on um, community, I had that opportunity. So it's, it's just it's just hanging out. It's like hanging out at work all day <laughs> around the um, around the water cooler and yeah. just chatting and gossiping and catching up. And all the fun that goes into that. And then when it's time to work, you're actually glad to work because that's fun, too. So Mm. it's a a, a real joy for me. I know some actors, I've been on many sets with actors like, oh, can we go? Can we hurry? Can we do this? I'm like, I'm in no hurry. Where am I going? Home? I'm just going to go home. (laughs) So so what's the big deal? Home is not as fun as being on a set for me. So Hmm.
0: do you have any other memorable moments? No no
1: offense to my wife. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's I love my wife
0: you know but yeah no i i totally understand um i have to beg to uh to come back down and, and do the podcast and go can i, I the kids uh <laughs> it's, it's early tonight uh do you mind if i uh but uh yeah no love love the kids love my wife but uh um enjoy right. talking with uh with you and and others about the show it's a lot of fun um right exactly yeah yeah um it's it's my little slice. I mean, like, give me that. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice to have that.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have any other memorable moments from the show? Um,
1: oh well, one thing I'm, I'm sure. If I'm talking to other people, you probably already know this, but every time I would come to set to shoot, they would be they still they'd be so behind schedule that they'd still be shooting the episode from the week before that they were supposed mm-hmm. to be shooting. Yeah, they're like, oh well, so and so's over on the other stage, still shooting last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always hilarious to me that they were always so far behind. Which you know, they, the show is famous for Dan yeah. being so far behind all the time. Yeah. Um, let me think. What else? Like I guess that Chevy was always super nice to me from the first time I got on set.
0: Did he ever do that thing where he's like? uh, he tests you. Do you have a story about him testing you at all? Like uh, a lot of the, like no, and, Andy was all. no Okay. Andy was like, he said,
1: no, uh, he didn't do that with me. He was, mm-hmm. he really was nice. And I think because I was a guest, Okay. he felt like he had to be on his best behavior. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> would
1: be my, would be my guest. Yeah. Um, they did want me to come in and do something season six. And I couldn't, cause I wasn't available. And that was a bummer. Uh, oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I was booked on something else and so I couldn't come. Um
0: The nerds will eat that one up. That's cool. It's uh, interesting that they would wanted to do something with with your character for season yeah, 6. Yeah,
1: I so. don't know. I don't I never knew what it was. Yeah, but, no, uh, that's great. But I could I couldn't do it and so um you know at the time they needed me, you know. Yeah. Um so it didn't happen, so that was a real bummer because I
0: really wanted to do that last season, yeah. I mean, you did season four, and they kind of for that mm-hmm. little flash the tag at the end. Um, did they ever tell yeah. you, you know, like did so? Chang's got his plot to take over, and you, you're it's revealed that you're the, the man behind you know, that he's yeah. been talking to the whole season. Did they ever give you any details on like all right? No, what, never. No, I no. was,
1: I was like, just
0: like the fans, like going, I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, okay. Well, well I think there's a lot of speculation about your character because I think there are some unleft um unresolved tensions and unresolved uh, yeah, issues. Sure. So um Yeah, for uh, sure. There's a, uh, whenever covid ends and they can uh uh pick back up with production you you're going to have to make yourself available for a movie because I'm confident that you're oh, in the movie. Oh yeah, I'm
1: dying for it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm dying for them to do a movie so I can come back and find out what happens to my
0: character. Okay. All right. All right. So this is you're committing. I'll, I'll forward this on to Dan. I'm 100% so-
1: committed, Alex. I am committed. <laughs> I will make myself available.
0: Awesome. All right. Good. That's I like that. Um, I think they actually asked that question uh, in the Q&A today with, uh, with the study group of, about uh, who's in for a movie and they all raise their hands. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, even Donald Glover, I think yeah. he reluctantly hit, rela- raised his hands. So, um, if we can, <laughs> <laughs> he's a busy man. Oh, that's hilarious! He's a talented, oh, talented busy nice. man.
1: I, what? whether I am in it or not, they should do the movie. They got to yeah. do the movie. Yeah. six seasons on a movie. That's, you can't not do the movie.
0: I, I agree with you. Um, do you uh, have a fantasy revenge plot like that you'd think? Have you thought about like what, what uh, the Dean would?
1: Yes. Nice. This is, this is what I, here, here's my fantasy revenge. It's two versions of it. One where um, Dean Pelton gets fired and I take over his school.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Or or Dean Pelton gets fired and there's some budget cuts and they merge the schools and they make me the new dean and then he has to work under
0: me. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and this is why you need a writer. Yeah, of course, because you're a writer. You'd like, you, Of course, you've come up with amazing plots. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um,
1: and so then the evil dean has taken over Greendale and then we'll see what happens. Then they got to get rid of the evil dean.
0: Oh, nice.
1: And that's the plot of the movie. Nice. How do we get rid of the evil dean and get Dean Coulson his job
0: back? Awesome. Yeah, I, I love it. I, uh, I, it, for catharsis, I, I started learning how to kind of write and you know do some screenwriting uh-huh. and and um, just for fun. Don't don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not yeah. I'm not coming for anyone's job.
1: I'm sure Dan Harmon needs no help in the writing department. Exactly. But of course, I'm an actor too. So my version of the movie, my character is central. To it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, in the, I got a
1: lot of lines. A
0: lot yes, exactly. A lot of <laughs> exposition. Some yeah. uh, definitely a monologue or two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some nice moment. Yeah. Uh, well, in my version, uh, you're definitely, up uh, the, the main villain. Um, and yeah. Jeff gets kidnapped by it. Colombians yeah. and the study group has to go <laughs> save him. But in the meantime, the, um, the uh, yeah, the Greendale, and and uh, there's, it's kind of a merged situation too, I think. That uh, you know, the, there's an annexing of of, uh, Greendale by the city college, so uh, yeah, I think yeah, I, I think it can happen, and uh, so it can totally happen, it's, yeah.
1: it can totally make it happen if, if Van Harmon decides he wants to
0: do the movie, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a linchpin, so um. Yeah, do you have any uh, favorite um, as a fan? Do you have any favorite episodes uh, of the show?
1: Okay, now here, Alex is where you're gonna hate me.
0: Yeah, that's all right.
1: I have not. I have not watched the show.
0: That's all right. I'll I'll cut this out. <laughs> I've, seen my, I've,
1: seen my epi- I've seen my episodes. No, that's okay. I'm an actor. Yeah, but like I did a, a panel once for Community, uh, a panel that was like guest star panel. Sure. And I was really hoping to avoid having to tell the audience that until the very first question that the moderator asked was, who of the other guest characters is your favorite? And I was like, I don't know any of these characters. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to BS my way through it, just tell stories about working on the show and all that. And then I was the first, I was like, I don't know any of these other characters because I haven't seen the show. (laughs) So I do plan to watch it now that it's on Netflix, but Mm -hmm. back when it was originally on, I didn't have cable. So I didn't have NBC, so I couldn't yeah. see it. Yeah, and um, and it wasn't rerunning on anything. It wasn't on syndication on anything, so I couldn't uh, watch it. And so now that it's on Netflix, I'm gonna go watch it. But at the time, it was not on. I couldn't find it anywhere. Cool. So that's the only reason because I really wanted to watch it.
0: No, um, I, i'm not well holding it against you chance. i i, I cannot h- hold it against. there might be an evil plot against me if i do hold it against you but from the <laughs> dean so no that's that's really uh, uh it's understandable um i think there's so many people um for far worse reasons have not watched it and <laughs> and, and, and um and you know because they're like uh, a fan of some other show and they're like i'll never watch community that w- that would be a terrible reason no um No, I I think it's. I think
1: this. I'm thinking of stuff that has to do with the show. Like, I knew Joe McHale already when I did the show because he and I had done a pilot, a television pilot together, Hmm. maybe two or three years before Community. Okay. So we were buddies. And so I, you know, and I see him from time to time. And um, so I knew him already, but I don't think I knew anybody else other than Jim. I think Mm -hmm. that was it. But yeah, I already knew Joe. And I, wait, I think I knew Danny a little bit because Danny and I had the same agent. Oh, wait. No, I totally knew Danny because Danny and Joel and I were all in that same pilot together. Oh, I funny. remember that. Huh. Yeah. Do you remember what it's I called? Knew Danny. I knew Danny. What It, it was, was, was called Giants of Radio and it was uh, written and directed by uh, Jason uh, Weiner who went on to direct like um, pilot for Modern Family. Okay and uh and then went on to write and produce other um television shows and directed he, di- he directed a bunch of modern families and he directs a bunch of sitcoms now and um but yeah he did that that was like his sort of like big break that got him you know his directing career for sitcoms mm-hmm. but we were all in that um we were all in that pilot together and that pilot like got a lot of buzz it didn't get picked up it was CBS uh it was a CBS pilot, but they ended up not picking it up, but it got a lot of buzz and really helped all of our careers, you know, after that, in spite of the fact that it didn't get picked up. But yeah, I knew Joel and Danny from that pilot. And Danny and I were had the same agent at that time for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. We had the same
0: agent. Interesting.
2: Um
0: Yeah, yeah that's great. Um well that's my community questions. I'd love to talk to you more about um, you know, then your acting and writing career after that is if that's okay for sure yeah great yeah, um because yeah. it's really impressive you're, you're clearly a busy man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: thank god yeah yeah i like no. being busy so yeah no good. that's great yeah.
0: um you know so what uh is a split question then what do you love most about mm-hmm. the acting side
1: oh god i i guess i would say for acting acting comes so and I don't mean this in a humble brag kind of way at
0: all. No, Acting
1: great. comes so easily and naturally for mm-hmm. me because I'm a ham. <laughs> I love performing for people. Yeah. I love like, you know, I'm the guy who's, if I'm with my friends, I'm the one trying to hold court and tell yeah. stories and yeah. make everybody laugh. But I love it. It's, it's why I love improv so much and why I still do like improv mm-hmm. shows at the Groundling and stuff because I love jumping on stage, being silly, making people laugh. I just love that. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's why I love acting. I mean, I, yeah. I love playing different characters and all of that and, you know, playing people who are so different from me because I feel like i never played a character that is me because I, I, that doesn't interest me at all. <laughs> I always like to play a character that, that I can take on and really be someone <laughs> else. Don't ask me why. I'm sure someday a psychiatrist could probably answer that question. But I, love, I, I really love playing people who are so completely opposite from me.
0: Well, I think it's uh, it's it's kind of the like why I enjoy sitting on this side of the microphone and asking questions because it's really fascinating yeah. to go, you know, Jordan, tell me about yourself, and you know, I'm really getting to know you and uh, and your background. So um, I'm not acting; I'm I'm doing a version of that of of uh, you know understanding a character, and I think that's what you're doing with with acting as well. Like you're getting to know this character by playing them. So that's that's a.
1: Yeah, definitely trying to.
0: Yeah,
1: What I love about writing, particularly television writing, is A, it's still, because in television, it's still ensemble work, which is as an actor, that's what you like is working with other people, working with other actors. So with television writing, you're in a room with other writers and you're working together on this show. And I love the camaraderie of that and ensemble of that and being with talented, funny people all day. And then what I love uh, especially is that with writing, when I'm staffed on a show, I get to be creative every day. Whereas as an actor, you know, I'm going from job to job, show to show. So there might be weeks on end where I'm not acting, I'm not working. Hmm. Um, And, you know, and then when I do work, it might just be for a day or two or three days or whatever. You know, if I'm just guest starring on something, which is what. You know, uh, I do mostly is sitcom guest starring. Um, so you just, you know, you work a couple of days, a few days, and then you're off for who knows how long before you get your next gig.
2: Yeah.
1: And with um, writing, I get to be creative every day. You're creating the show and um, and coming up with ideas for the show, and you know, and, and you're making it every single day. And I love that about writing. I love being in the writer's room and creating something from scratch.
0: Uh, did you get to observe the writers' room at all with Community? Did you get to do no, that? I
1: no, I would have loved. To. Yeah,
0: yeah, interesting.
1: No. Okay, but back then I wasn't really uh, pursuing writing at all. Mm. I was just acting then, and um, I had, um, you know, I'd done writing in the past, but I had taken a long break from staff writing mm-hmm. at that point and was only acting. So it wasn't even in my mind to think about it. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have. I would have loved to gotten to be a fly on the wall in that room or even written on that show oh yeah
0: yeah um so you're alluding to being on snl before um community um mm-hmm. uh, doing the staff writing what was that like i mean that's a, a pretty big uh, feather in your cap to
1: yeah i mean snl is like getting shot out of a cannon you know like your life changes immediately hmm. you know i was a writer on snl and um and it was an exciting and challenging place to work i mean it's a hard job because the hours are so intense and insane and everything. And the stakes are so high because every week you're trying to get something on the air. Um, And so, um, but it was also very rewarding uh, in the sense because it was, SNL was my, the first show I'd worked on writing and acting the first show I worked on that had cultural relevance where people knew of the show. And Mm. if you told people, what show you're working on. They didn't have to ask me, well, what channel is that? And when does that yeah. come on? And it was just like, it's Saturday Night Live. Everybody knows what that is. Yeah. So it was great to be a part of something where you knew it was going to have cultural impact every week. Mm. And so that was real. And then, you know, it was my first time being around like A-list stars, you know, cause every week we have a different star mm-hmm. come in and host the show. Obviously everybody knows that. And so it was my first time being around all these big name stars, you know, you spend a week with them. It was like, It was crazy. It's it's really it was kind of crazy to have that experience, you know. You got Alec Baldwin one week, and Chali Berry the next week, Janet Jackson another Mm -hmm. week, Ben Affleck another week. It was just crazy that that was your life every week, you know. Yeah. And um, and then just the pressure of the show, which for me was good pressure because I like I do well under pressure. I think, Um, but the pressure of the show and just the sheer exhaustion. Uh that you have from it was is really, really, really intense.
0: who was doing weekend update That's kind of like how I can measure
1: it was uh jimmy uh and uh Tina, and it was great. I oh, think uh, they were the best to ever do it in yeah. my opinion, yeah I think Jimmy and Tina were the best to ever to ever do a uh, update and it was and I really like um Colin and Michael che I think yeah. they're my second favorite, yeah doing it but um yeah but jimmy and tina it was jimmy's last season on the show when i was there and mm. um and and that was my favorite thing to watch every week to watch the rehearsal to watch it during the show i would always and even when i left the show i always made sure to watch um well actually jimmy wasn't there anymore so it was just during that season i always made sure to watch jimmy and tina do update i just loved yeah. it so
0: much yeah, it's hard to argue with Tina Fey. I mean, she's pretty much yeah. the, brilliant. She is yeah. brilliant.
1: She's the best comedy yeah. writer I ever, ever, hmm. ever worked with. Hmm. And I and by a mile. I've worked with a lot of great comedy writers. But was she no, head writer at that point? Yeah, she was head yeah. writer. Yeah, and uh, I've never written for anybody or with anybody who could see comedy the way she saw. It, you know how to how to structure a joke, how to structure a scene, hmm. a sketch. She does more stuff. She was like, I would say she was like Neo in the matrix when he can see <laughs> the, uh, when he can see the, um, the code. Yeah. That's Tina a with comedy writing. She hmm. sees the code and she can manipulate it however she wants.
0: Yeah. Do you have a, a sketch uh, uh, or two that you really liked from that you got on the show?
1: yeah uh, my first sketch I ever got on was probably my favorite. It was um a sketch that I wrote with uh Jason because he was a he wasn't on the air yet he was just a writer on the show at that time and we shared an office. He and I started the same day and um so we shared an office so we wrote a lot together uh huh. in the beginning and um and Justin Timberlake came on the host the show it was his first time hosting and uh and he had just done punk where they punked him in the first season of punk. Mm-hmm. And it was really, you know, really popular show. And yep. this episode was particularly popular because they made him cry. <laughs> and so he really wanted to do a parody of punk because he wanted to get revenge on Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> so Jason and I wrote that parody and, um, and, uh, and Justin loved it. And, it went on the air and did really well and it got a little buzz and stuff like this was, this was pretty YouTube. So it didn't yeah. go viral. Cause there was a viral back then, but whatever version of viral, it went like, sure. it was like people loved it. Everybody was talking about it, you know? And, um, and so that was my first one. And it was, uh, and it was, that's the first thing I got on the air and it was my favorite as well. Hmm. I'll tell you a funny story though. Just to tell you about what it's like to work with Laura Michaels. Sure. Um, Cause Lauren is also brilliant at sketch comedy. Like he gives you the team. He and Tina had that in common that he could just give you the teeniest note. You go like, yeah, why didn't I think of that? That mm. of course that makes sense. And, um, Lauren would never really, uh, wouldn't at least with me and newer writers would be my guest when he would give notes, he wouldn't really look at you. He would just say notes out and you had to scribble them down or whatever. And very intimidating. Mm. And, when this sketch, when we were doing it for a rehearsal, uh, with the audience, they do they rehearse in front of an audience and they do a whole run through and it was killing. It was just killing. The sketch was killing. So Jason and I are just thrilled, sitting there with Lauren, and Lauren turns to us and he says, It's working on his charm. But oh. <laughs> I first I first heard it's working. So I smile and nod. <laughs> And then I hear on oh, his charm, and I realize, oh, you think the sketch sucks, but thank God Justin Timberlake is in it, yeah. is what you're saying, which is what he was saying. Yeah. So I'm smiling, yeah, and then I go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't let us have that our sketch was killing. We were two new writers, and he was not going to let us feel yeah. good about our sketch. <laughs> oh,
0: that's really funny.
1: But yeah. that was just so, and he was probably right. Now, don't get me wrong. He was probably 100% right. But I was still glad. I don't care if it's working on his charm. All I know is I wrote it. Yeah. He's The audience is dying and it's going to be in the show tonight. I don't care why.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a win. That's a win in my book.
1: Yeah. It's a win for me. I don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah. like, like, please. I, I don't care if the whole night works on his charm.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. So then. Yeah, so that uh, was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you've done uh, a bunch of different other shows at this point um, f- from a writing yeah. standpoint. Um, you were on the OG.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Last OG was great, yeah. Alex. That was such a great gig. I wrote on the second season of that show. We had mm-hmm. a great writer's room. And it was just, we had so much fun every day. I'll tell you, this was part of what made it great for me was it was, we had a, all, we, had, we had an all black writers' room except we had one uh white writer uh Mary Fitzgerald who might as well have been black she was <laughs> um you know we uh we you know we jumped her in and um <laughs> so we were all uh, you have all these black writers who have all written on different shows yeah. but rarely gotten to work with other black writers and definitely never got to really work with uh majority black writers hmm. so we'd be in that writer's room and we' would be having so much fun and we'd be so loud our our room was so loud. And when I'd have to be like off on script or off on outline, you know, writing my episode and my office was down the hall from the writer's room. I would be in there and I'd hear them laugh so hard. <laughs> and they would be like, Oh man, I oh. want to get back in the writer's room. I got. They're having so much fun in there. Yeah. I got to get back in there. Yeah. Like, Why do I have to be off on script in here by myself? <laughs> you know, we had, that was uh, so much fun. We had a great showrunner, runner, uh, Saladin Patterson. And, yeah just great talented writers everybody was just so amazingly talented in that room and had so much experience so many really experienced writers and writer producers and yeah that was a special special we all keep in touch too we still have our um our um tech chain where we all check in with each other all the time Hmm. and um even though uh none of us are there anymore but yeah it was really great and that was a great show and I, I didn't work on season one, but I loved it. So I was so excited to get that job. And um, I remember when uh, I was brought in for the job, for the show, and I I'd, already, I'd worked with Saladin Patterson a zillion years ago, which you probably saw in my credits. I wrote on a show called um, Stack. I don't know if that's in my credits or not. It might not be on IMDb. But I wrote on a show called Stack. And um, Saladin wrote on it as well. This was back in, like, 2004. And um, maybe two thousand five. Um and um and Saladin brought me in for this show, but I remember like saying to Saladin, like he was saying like they want to make some changes so they bring in new writers and I and I got to watch season one in advance and it was so good. And I came on and said, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what changes they want to make because I think the show's perfect. <laughs> like I'm not trying to talk myself out of a job, but I mean like I think the show is brilliant. So um but yeah, it was so great working on that. And Tracy mm. Morgan was great. Yeah. To, uh, he he came into the writer's room. And I already knew Tracy from Saturday Night Live because he wasn't on SML when I was there. But it was his first season off the show. Oh, uh, okay. And he would come back a lot and do guest spots. Yeah. So I got to know him then. And he was so lovely. It was so funny and so nice. And it was, I just, you know, I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah. And so from The the Last OG, you're on uh, The Last Man Standing now.
1: Yeah, Last Man Standing, I'm on. And um, Last Man Standing, I've done the last two seasons, season seven and eight. We're waiting to find out if we're coming back to season nine, so fingers crossed.
0: Okay, hashtag Uh, that. We're going to hashtag that and and make it happen. Hashtag that, yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) And, um, And I got that job because when I was at Last OG, that showrunner was asked by one of the, um, executive producers of Last Man Standing if he would recommend a writer and he recommended me for that job. Great. And that's how I got that job. Yeah. So, yeah. It was really great. And, um, and I went in and met with them and they, you know, and, uh, and they hired me and that was a real, that, that show, Last Man has been, a great, great, great education because no matter how much you work, you're always learning Hmm. and that show has been such a great education because it's the first time I worked on a show that was already established that at that point had been on the, had six seasons already under its belt. Mm -hmm. So, it's a well-oiled machine by the time I show up. So, it was great to see a show that, to work in a writer's room on a show that wasn't trying to find its voice wasn't trying to figure yeah. out how to please the network or the studio. Not uh, not trying to figure out how to stay on the air. Just we're just writing the episodes. We just write the episodes. The show's already established. It's already a success. Mm-hmm. Already has its audience. The network is already happy. So let's just write the show we want to write. And that has been that has been quite a great experience, I'll tell you. Hmm. And twenty-two episodes, you know, a season that oh, yeah. never written on anything other than well, you know, SNL was twenty episodes, so it's very similar. Um, schedule, you know, as knows as its own beast and nothing similar to it. Yeah. Um. But, uh. But, but it's similar episode count, I guess, but yeah, 22 episodes, which I'd never worked on, a, written on a show that was 22 episodes. Um. So, you know, so just coming up with storylines and all that is the challenge on shows like that, but it's been absolutely great. And our showrunner, uh, Kevin Abbott has, he's like a dream showrunner. Cause he just, like I said, he has the, scheduled down to a science so we're not there all day we get to have a life you know um Tim Allen is great on set because he doesn't want to you know just shoot all night long you know we (laughs) shoot the show a couple hours and we go home you know we shoot live in front of an audience we shoot a couple hours we shoot the script we might throw in a couple of alts here and there and then we go home Hmm. you know and I love it it's just it's such a great schedule
0: yeah, that's kind of a, a different approach than to your your acting then, uh, you know, because you get to be home a little bit more, not a little bit more, but just how you are yeah, describing. You're,
1: acting, you're on set the whole, yeah. I mean, it depends, you know, um, multi-cam uh, schedules are a little, um, what's the word, um, they're a little um, easier than single cam if people understand the difference like yep. community is a single camera show meaning it's shot like a movie there's no there's no audience that they're performing in front of there's no they're not shooting uh you know in front of a live audience yeah multi-camera in front of a live audience your schedule a little bit better because you're only shooting that day primarily mm. and um, you do pre-shoots but th- those days are short as well and um and then, you know, and then, and then you're just rehearsing, you know, a few hours a day on your other days. So.
0: Wow. I love uh, getting this, you know, inside information about, you know, how these shows are run yeah. and, and uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, you have any other, any other thoughts? Currently, while I'm waiting to find out about last
1: minute, I'm also uh, uh, writing and producing uh, the great. new Punky Brewster for Peacock.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. So
1: that'll be, yeah. Well, so we'll we'll be shooting that whenever COVID lifts. We're in the middle of writing the episodes right now, and uh, and then that'll be uh, back. Because you know they're doing, Peacock um, is doing like say by the Bell. They brought back, yep. and then so they also brought back Punky Brewster, and so um, so yeah, that's my current gig, and uh, yeah. So awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's
0: great. Fun. Well, when that one goes back on, we'll uh, make sure communities uh, everywhere support our uh, our cast, and we'll hashtag that as well, and and uh, we'll watch it because that's a that's a '80s throwback. Great. So yeah, we yeah, yeah for sure Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome well um, that's that's what I have those are my questions Um, I really appreciate it Jordan um, it was a pleasure thanks for being on six seasons and a podcast
1: the pleasure's been mine Alex thanks so much for having me